Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We are the storm from Melbourne Town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the storm and we're number one. It's time for the Melbourne Storm Hour here on SEN. The boys are in the studio locked and loaded. Each and every week we roll through some of the biggest Melbourne Storm stars for you. And we tell you what's going on at the club. We, more importantly, take you inside the club as well. Talk about what the boys are doing on the pitch, but also what they're doing off the field as well. Christian Welch and Joe Stimson joins us in the studio this week on the back of a successful debut last week. Boys, good evening. G'day. How you going? Hey, uh, nice fit to have you both here. Um, I don't know if you're across last week and everything that, uh, that went on with Drinky, but he went okay. He was pretty nervous at the start. Yeah, right. I, I didn't. I didn't get the chance to listen to it, but I'm sure Drinky, knowing Drinky, he'd, yeah, be able to talk his way out of it. Anything, <laughs> so that would have been good. He was sweating at the start. Yeah, he's never short of a word, as uh, any fullback is in our game. Um, always yapping and always barking. So I'm sure he would have went went pretty well. Um, over the course of the hour, we're going to talk a, a bit about obviously you two in particular, career so far. Also, the good performance on the weekend, two and zero to start the season. A lot of positivity coming out of that as well. And you can join us, one 736 736 on the phone or 433 16 on the text as well. Am I right in saying that you two, let's deal with the important stuff off the top. Am I right in saying that you two used to live together? Yeah, I, um, I was actually at the Storm a year earlier than Joe when uh, he, he rocked up to a game in Sydney, this little chubby uh, high schooler. <laughs> uh, and I was actually asked to mentor him in life skills and, and just in general, he was a bit of a wayward youth. Uh, and he's actually turned out all right, although the rig is still pretty sloppy. Uh, he's come a long way, young Joe. Are you being shamed here, Joe, on it? Yeah, always. That's always really got on me, really, my high skin foals. But we'll see. He beats, beats him in the yo-yo test, the tan track. Um, what else? Squat more than him. There's a few things, a few things that he needs to work Don't. on. <laughs> oh, mate. What sort of squat numbers are we putting up here? Uh, well, well, geez, Max is probably 120. Oh, there's <laughs> not much to be. Do you, do you care to respond to that, Welshy? Oh, you know, I'm the one who's not injured and out there playing games <laughs> week to week, so uh, I think he's got to, you know, get out of his glass tower. <laughs> when um, when Christian said that he was asked to mentor you, would you say that he has mentored you at all, Joe? Like, has he has no. he taught you things along the way? He's taught he's taught me what not to do. He no no chance he's been mentored me at all, to be honest, but. I'll let him. I'll let him um, believe that. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, he's a good kid, young Joe. You know, <laughs> he lived with us for three years, and uh, he was a bit raw at the start. And you know, he's come a long way. I'm really proud of how Joe's developed into a young man. <laughs> Listen, you're like a proud father, you. Are. <laughs> um, boys, the, I always like to ask the, the Storm players, particularly those who, who haven't come from Melbourne, and, and because it is a, a shock in many ways to come to a different city, live in a different city, and, and also live 
in a place where the Storm have got a massive part here in Melbourne, but it is an AFL-centric state. How do you find it? Uh, I think it plays to one of our strengths. I think, you know, everyone is away from their home, uh, away from their families and their social circles. So I think, um, you know, it actually brings the squad closer. Um, you know, I think it's similar to probably AFL in Melbourne and, and Rugby League in Sydney that, you know, you might go and play for your team, but then you have your social circle outside of that. And uh, whereas in, in Melbourne, and, and, you know, we live together and um, it's actually a really tight tight-knit unit and, 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 and when we go out and, and socialise, we all go out together. And so I think that uh, flows on in, onto the field when, uh, you know, you're playing and there's some tough moments in the game. Um, you know, you actually are really close with your teammates and, and there's a really good bond there. And I think, you know, we're lucky that because, uh, you know, a lot of guys aren't from Melbourne. So, yeah, to, to, I think it's a really good positive. Is it nice to not have to live and breathe it as well, to not pick up the papers and see, I don't know if you read the papers, but see the, the back eight pages when you go to Sydney or, or Queensland, obviously it's everywhere. Is it nice to not have to be fully drowning in it all the time as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, reading about, I wasn't really much into AFL, but, but coming down here is such a dominant sport and, um, yeah, I've really gotten into it and it is a bit refreshing to, because you, as you said, you're living and breathe it, breathing it every day and, um, yeah, you can't really, you don't have to take it home with you if you don't want to, so... Um, yeah, it is, it is a good, good thing. one 736 736 to join us here on the Melbourne Storm Hour. Um, I, I, I love going to a Storm game when the, the AFL fixture allows me to actually get and check it out. You built such a loyal following. There's a lot listening tonight as well, and there's a lot that are joining us on Twitter and, and tweeting their love already, but there is a really strong and loyal following for the Storm in this town. Yeah, we've got a great um, a great community of, of Storm fans and um, – and, you know, I, I think our, uh, you know, we're only about 20 years old, but I think the guys who started the club did a, such a great job in, in setting the tone. And, and <laughs> I suppose that's why more recent, some of these controversies in our sport with off-field behaviour has been really, um, I suppose, hurtful for us because um, we know that this is AFL territory and, and that we have to, you know, not only be a successful team on the field, but also the way we carry ourselves in the community and, um, and you know, where we, the way we interact with the community is really important and it's um, and it's something that we take a lot of, um, I suppose, uh, pride in, in how we interact. So, um, yeah. So when you go out and do school functions and, and school clinics and all that sort of stuff or local clinics, do you, do you feel like there's a, a good vibe and a good feel uh, and a lot of love for the Storm when you go out and do these sorts of things? Yeah, definitely. I think um, a lot of a lot of the kids are quite interested because so you get a lot of questions like, "Oh, I've actually never heard of rugby league and stuff like that." But um, yeah, once they get the um, thicker things and some of the r- basic rules, they seem to really enjoy it and um, yeah, get involved in it. And if you try and yeah, try and avoid them to kick it and just pass it, it's pass it instead. So no, it's really good, and we always we really enjoy going out there and. Uh, yeah, meeting the new fans. Couple off the text. Uh, great to have a couple of the hashtag Porterhouse boys in tonight. <laughs> Wonder how Joe and Christian feel about their names misspelled and mispronounced constantly. <laughs> oh, this, yes, hey, this well, smacks uh, of an internal well, text. This one, I reckon. Yeah, it's just up, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, so a couple of years ago, there was four of us guys uh, living together, and we were in Port Melbourne, and ended up. Coming to the the name of our house called the Porter House, a good 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 cut of meat, you know, good quality blokes. So, yeah. um, and a few of the boys actually got the Porter House tattoo. And um, what? Yeah, so yeah, a few of the boys got the tattoo. And and Cameron Munster's, 
you know, he's a great fella, but uh, I don't think there's a whole lot going on upstairs. <laughs> um, and he's gone rogue and, and gone off and got the tat first before everyone else. And he's come back and, you know, cheering up and, g'day boys, hey, look at this, look how good's this. And, um, you know, it's turned out he's got the wrong steak on there. He's actually got a T-bone steak on his <laughs> No head. way. So uh, I think he missed the, missed the jump on that one. <laughs> so just take us through the tattoo, please. So it's a, it's a porterhouse, is it? Is there any writing that goes with it or anything like that? Or is, there, is there anyone in this studio right now who may in fact have one of these tattoos? Um, it will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mum, you didn't know about that one. But, uh, listening. You do now. Um, I've got a tattoo of a porterhouse. with. Uh, I've actually got a porterhouse steak, not a T-bone steak, unlike Herman, so... Oh uh, yeah, you got a little steak, and then you got porterhouse after that. So yeah, it's always on the left hip, and um, yeah, mine's where you can't see it, and I'm probably gonna stay like that. Can I um? Can I just ask if you were ever gonna like talk to your mum and reveal to her that you have got a tattoo? Did you think that this was the way that you were going to do it? Uh, well, I'm about six hours away from her, so she can't do much about it now. So she probably won't speak to me for the next year or so. But it's all right. That's all right. She'll get over it. Love you, mum. I hope so. Oh, she might be listening. If you yeah. are, mum, give us a call one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Give oh, us a call, and no. you can tell Joe. You can tell him off in public. Actually, it's nothing like a public sort of strafing to uh, exactly. to make the soul feel better. No um, swearing. No great swearing. win. For the boys on the weekend, great two and zero to start the season, and, and two pretty polished performances to start the season too. Yeah, I think you know, looking back at last year's season, it was such a uphill battle the way we were playing and and making errors and really applying pressure on ourselves and making our our games really tough. So it's been really pleasing this year to just I suppose build pressure on the opposition in the way we've played, and I think that's been a big focus in the off season to. Um, make some alterations in how we play and, and keep it a bit more simple and, and build pressure. And um, I think we've done a good job. And, uh, you know, the first round against the Broncos at home, you know, it was very easy to get up for. You know, it's the, yeah. the Broncos who everyone was talking up. And then um, and then we had a really tough away trip to Canberra against a really quality side. So, yeah, really pleased how we're travelling. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting to Penrith. Is it a tough place to play, GIO Stadium? Yeah, it's pretty tough. I mean, they do they actually do the Viking clap. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's. Awesome. I love it. That's yeah, true. so they've uh, taken that off Iceland, I think, the, the football side. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's quite a tough, tough side to play, but it's a good side to play this time of the year because you don't want to be going to play Canberra in July or August, and <laughs> especially my role is majority spent on the bench riding a bike, so uh, you don't get too warm doing that. So it, it's good to get them in round two instead of the middle of winter. We've been talking a lot to Storm players, assistant coaches. Bally's been on quite a few times in the lead up to, to round one. Every time we've heard a Storm player on this station, the discussion has been around looking after the ball more this year and taking care of the ball, completing sets, et cetera, et cetera. So far, so good in that respect. Yeah. Um, yeah, we our, our, trial, our trial form wasn't probably up to scratch and we're glad that our first two, two round games, sorry, uh, we completed quite well, and that's why I reckon we come right off the wins. Um, yeah, it's been good. How do you improve that? Because handling the ball is such a natural thing that you do from when you're a kid, basically. You've got a footy in your hand. and How do you improve that, though, when you get to the elite level? Is it just practicing over and over and over and over again? Yeah, it's a really frustrating uh, thing. that It happened a lot to us last year, and I think you know potentially the more you talk about it, the more errors seem to creep in. Yeah. So um, I think it's more about an individual onus, you know, taking the responsibility on you to play the ball well and catch the ball and and be clean. So, you know, it's certainly not a um, certainly not a fact that we're not training hard enough on completing our sets. And you know, and Craig's such a stern coach that 
Um, you know, he's obviously keeping an eye on, eye on it every session that we do and, and he's really monitoring it. Life after Billy, how is it? Not just on the pitch, but around the club as well. Such a powerful and uh, popular figure. Has he left a hole? Yeah, cer- certainly has. Um, yeah, he can't really replace anyone like Billy Slade. As you said, on and off the field, he's such a good bloke and got, really got around the boys. But the, the bloke, the, my new roomie, Jerome Hughes, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's going going really well and um, making that number one spot his own. So, um, yeah, you obviously want to miss Billy, but Jerome has great qualities as well that he can bring to the table now. And, um, yeah, it's looking extremely exciting for us here. What did you? I'll ask you both. What did you learn? If you could take away one thing that you learned from Billy Slater, what did you learn from him? Um, probably his work ethic. He's always been one of the hardest workers on that on that field. Like he's always doing those extras, those one percenters, and um, yeah, like for example, like his video. Like he just watches so much video and um, kind of knows what's happening before it's even going to happen. So um, yeah, just his preparation towards the game was, was what I got out of out of it, out of him the most. Like just how professional he was about it. Overall. Yeah, I just think he's a, such a competitor. I, you know, training. And, and particularly in the preseason, you know, when, when these games don't really count for anything, but he is fighting tooth and nail just to win these things. And I think that's that's a real greatness that he has. And, and Cameron Smith and, and, you know, Cooper Cronk before him, they're just dead set competitors. And it doesn't matter if they're up 40 points in the last play of the game or if they're down 40 points, they're still going to do the same actions. And I think it's so far ingrained in them to, to compete and to strive to win, I think, you know, that's why they're the champions of our game. You can join us, one 736 736 on the Melbourne Storm Hour. Rugby is back in Melbourne, and the Melbourne Storm are your club. Show your love for the Melbourne Storm in 2019. Simon's in South Yarra wants to have a chat to you too. Hello, Simon. G'day, mate. Thanks for your call. Yeah, uh, pleasure. Uh, look, it's great listening to the boys. Um, I'm a Dragons fan, and, and I'm quite uh, aware of the history and traditions of that great club and obviously clubs like Souths and, and the Roosters that have been around for an awful long time. I'm interested to know, how does the club instill a sense of history and tradition into the younger Storm players, given that uh, for those of us who have lived in Melbourne know that the, the club has started in the late 90s and, and under John Rebo's um, tenure, but uh, how, do they, how are they building that sense of tradition and history, which is so important to a rugby league club? Thanks for your call, Simon. We appreciate it. Yeah, I think I think it's really important. And, you know, we're only 20 years old, but we really, really celebrate our, our history and, and particularly the guys that started our club. Um, you know, there's guys like Tawera Nikau who, who played only, I think, one season at our club and his photos up on the wall and, and the things he did and the guys who started the club in Melbourne um, truly celebrated. Um, you know, last year when most away games, we'd, we'd get an old boy who's played at the Storm, you know, living, you know, whether he's in Perth, Brisbane, Sydney or Townsville, uh, every away trip we'd try and get one of them in to, to speak to the group about his experience and, and what he got out of being a Melbourne Storm player. And, um, yeah, I think there's a really, you know, it's a short history, but it's a really proud history of, of the success. And um, and I think the club do a really good job at celebrating that. Uh, we have a pre-season camp in Geelong and, um, and and we were broken up into teams of, of club champions, you know, so you might be Team Hoffman. Yep. And, and Team Lazarus, and 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 then you have to do a presentation on these, you know, these players who have added so much to our club, and and so I think it's good at educating our younger players, uh, and and appreciating those those guys who really led the way, and yeah, I think we do a good job at it. Yeah, even with the, the old boys' day, um, where well, us in the boys in the squad now, we just really enjoy that day because you get to talk to those guys that made that history, and 
um, yeah, trying to build the legacy of the Melbourne Storm as it is. And, um, yeah, it's really exciting. They get yeah, really mingle around with us too. So, yeah, it's, it's good. So there a lot of work that goes in when you first come to the club. So obviously there's inductions and you learn about your day-to-day schedules and all that sort of stuff. But is there a lot of work that the club do to teach you about the history and how important that is to them as well? Yeah, we actually um, they run a bit of a program for all the new players, and and it and it doesn't matter if you've played 200 NRL games and had a 10 year career at another club. You you still do it as you know you'll sit next to a 17 year old who hasn't played one game. Yeah, uh, and and that's all about educating you on what's expected of a Storm player. You know whether it be on the field and and the the standards we we need players to do playing, and then whether it's off the field about expectations on how you treat people at the airport and, and people, bus drivers and, um, you know, people delivering your food for dinner on away trips and stuff like that. So I think they do a really good job at um, bringing people into the fold and then initiate, initiating them into the storm way. And then obviously your first year at the club, you do um, the I Don't Quit camp, which is... Yeah, tell us a bit about this. tough going. Tell us a bit about the I Don't Quit camp. How long do you have? Yeah, so it's... Um, We've got all hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, you do it for three days, and, and the first day you got these uh, ex-commando, ex-army guys who, um, you know, they basically break you up into teams and, and you lose your name, basically. So I was red number two. I think Joe was blue number two, black, two. black number two. Uh, and so the first day they just fatigue you, um, you know, thousands of push-ups and, and sit-ups and, and different things. And then um, they took us down to Brighton and we were doing a physical exercise and we ended up going from Brighton down to Port Melbourne Port near Melbourne. the spirit of Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah. Um, walking through the water and carrying ropes. Big, big um, rope. Yeah. White one. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, little things like every time they put us on a bus to go out, we went out past Geelong to do obviously the remainder of our camp and they give you diaries that you have to write, you know, 500, 600 words about, you know, what you're going to learn about yourself just to stop you from sleeping. So, wow. Um, yeah, you'd go out there and then. Yeah, you'd go out there and I think we, we got off the bus and we got this, um, it was like your weapon. It was just like this big bar. It was like a five kilo like metal bar, and that was you had, you had to hold that the whole time. That was like you had to guard the water. And I remember like just as we got off the bus, we everyone just sort of stopped and along the beach, and you go right. I just got to guard the guard the guard the beach, and you sit there, and you're just so fatigued. You're just trying not to fall asleep, and you're slowly just starting to get tighter and tighter. And then yeah, it's and what did we do after that? We went to um, this this hut, and. Um, he goes, right, boys, you can go to sleep now. And everyone's like, oh, we're a little bit weary of it and stuff. And we get there and just about to fall. He gives us probably 20 minutes and just about to fall asleep. And he goes, you didn't think you were sleeping tonight, did you? And then... Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> then we because you out. were thinking, yes, yeah, we so were. Yeah. Was <laughs> everyone's going on about uh, the campus and we get a 20-minute, uh, two-hour sleep. But, yeah, and then we went out and did some more core and buddy, yeah. all that stuff. Walked us out into the shrub. That's and, right, yeah. And said, boys, you can sleep but you got to have 15 minute rotations of who gets to sleep mm. and then oh. had a speaker with um you know it's symbols something. smashing yeah. blaring into it and then yeah they, was, they just do you know it's quite funny looking back at it now and there's certainly a sense of camaraderie um mm. once you've finished it but they do uh, you got to stand guard overnight and you're in this isolated bush you know you're not near anyone kilometers apart and the the people you know this is two days after sleep without sleep and then They'll try and sneak up on you and you need to say, hole two goes there. <laughs> and, and so you're standing there and you've two nights, no sleep, you're fatigued uh, and, and you just start seeing things in the trees. It's pitch black and, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was certainly pretty grounding as a, an experience to go through. And you've only got to do it once, is that right? 
Yeah, you're so going to Thankfully. Yeah. Hopefully, anyway. Club might be listening tonight and they yeah. might say, oh, bugger it, we're doing it next year and you're all doing it. Yeah. <laughs> we are the storm from Melbourne Town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the storm and we're number one. You're listening to the Melbourne Storm Hour here on SEN. The Purple Army is building for 2019. Melbourne, your city... And we are your club. Any four Melbourne Storm home games for only 99 bucks. Call 1300 Storms now and be Melbourne proud in 2019. It would be fair to say that uh, we might have just got Joe Stimson in a little bit of trouble in the opening segment. <laughs> Joe, mum's mum's listening, is she? Oh, my auntie is. Hello, Lynette. She's uh, hopefully she doesn't um, tell mum as of yet, but I dare say <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. I give it. By the end of this show, at the absolute latest, there'll be some sort of feedback from your mum, I, I reckon. certainly hope not. And, but, in, yeah. and in, in fact, we'll keep an eye on your phone, <laughs> Chris, and you can just see his phone from over there. If it flashes up and it's got mum on the notifications, we're in business. Sounds good. Got him into all, so, got him into all got sorts of trouble here. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to join us. Jacob joins us from Werribee, is eight years old. Hello, Jacob. Hey. Thanks for calling, mate. What do you want to say to the boys? Um, how's the team going without Billy Slater? Yeah, the team's going pretty well. We're two from two, and um, the replacement, Jerome Hughes, is going really well. And, yeah, he's always on the improve. And, um, yeah, we're going really well. He's obviously a player that's quite tough to replace, but I think we're doing a pretty good job at it so far. Jacob, was he your favourite Melbourne Storm player? Uh, yes. Or was it Christian Welch? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you going along to a game soon, Jacob? Uh, yeah, we should. Be. Yeah, I think you should too. You I think to you, have you, Jacob. I think you absolutely should. Uh, Jacob, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. See, fans of all ages, yeah. you probably, I know I asked you that too, but you probably do get asked that a fair bit, do you, about Billy Slater not being around this year? But just because he's such a big figure in this town? Yeah, I guess we're, you know, we've been lucky to play with Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith, and I think... You know, once these guys retire, I think you will truly appreciate how how massive they are in our sport and, and the true legends they are. And I think Cameron Smith, obviously, I think he'll be an immortal. And I think, you know, to, to be playing and, and living beside these guys, it, it's really special for us younger guys to witness, you know, these, these great champions of our game. First ballot immortal, sure. Oh, well, you might have played with two of them. Yeah. There's, there's every chance. Cameron Smith yeah. should be pretty much the same, shouldn't he? Surely. Yeah. Straight in. Yeah. First definitely. opportunity. <laughs> Jacob, thank you for your call. Let's go to Alex in Mooney Ponds on 1300 736 736. G'day, Alex. G'day, fellas. How are you? Yeah, good, Matt. Right. Uh, the, the worst and best dressed at the club. Oh, now this, this is the sort of stuff that we like. So Alex is asking, who, who in your opinions, who are the best and the worst dressed players <laughs> at the club? Well... You, you go first. And I'll, right, uh, the yeah, worst dress is definitely Christian at the moment. <laughs> He's actually stitched me up, actually. I'm in a storm polo where it could have been casual, so I've just kind of stolen that yeah, from him. But I, I wanted to, I mean, I, full credit to you for coming in full dressed up, Joe, but it's t- it's radio, not TV. Oh, <laughs> He's got me an absolute beauty. I thought I had to get the polo, and he goes, oh, yeah, Munna's our... Um, Managers, buddy, going. Yeah, he's going to be. He's going to take mine there and stuff. So yeah, he's got me an absolute beauty. But the best dress, <laughs> best dress would have to be. I'm going to say, the fox. The fox is pretty good. Yeah. So I, I guess this. You can take this how you want, and whether it's best or worst dress. But uh, 
Shandor Oil oh, puts yeah. foils in his hair and hairdressers. <laughs> uh, I think I've broken some ground there. And, Probably uh, not overly surprising, though, I would think, for a lot of people listening. I make no apologies. Um, I think people need to find out the true Shandor. Uh, he puts foils in his hair. I th- there is cause of fake tanning. Uh, it's unconfirmed. And he's got a lot of pretty ordinary tats. Do you believe that the tan is fake? I mean, the test is whether it looks that way in June and July, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, he's got a bit of Kiwi blood, so that's helping him. But, um, you know, we do have photos. So any fans that do want to see a photo of Shandor Oil with foils in his hair, please get in touch on Twitter. <laughs> uh, tag SEM and uh, we'll, get this, we'll get this photo out there. We would love to get that photo out there. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Give us a call. Have a chat to Christian Welch and Joe Stimson here on the Melbourne Storm Hour. There's only one rugby league team in town. Support the club that supports our city. Get four Melbourne Storm home games for only 99 bucks. Call one three hundred storms now and be Melbourne proud. Uh, Rav's in Point Cook. G'day, Rav. Hey, guys. How you going? Good, thanks, Good, How are you? Yeah. yeah, great. I just wanted to ask you what you guys think. Um, this year, I noticed referees really tightening down and milking in the play the ball area, trying to milk that back-to-back penalty because that back-to-back penalty kind of kills the game. I mean, it's great for us, but um, I think you notice them tightening down in the play the ball about the ball runner milking the penalty? Yeah, I think we've seen a bit of a more of a relaxed approach from uh, our referees and I think they're cottoning on to you know, a few few guys or players that do try and milk and, and hold on to defenders. Um, but I think in general, I think the the refs are letting the game flow a lot more, mm. which is yeah, uh, resulting in a lot more, I suppose, fatigue because the ball's in play a lot longer. And I think uh, I think our round one against the Broncos, the ball was in play, you know, I think for a record amount of time. And um, and that's where it really sets in fatigue and, and really brings into the little guys and the excitement of, you know, you get some tied forwards and some line breaks, and um, I, I think they're doing a good job, the referees. So you've noticed that because the refereeing and the officiating was discussed a lot in the off-season, and the, the, the feel at that stage or coming from the NRL was that they would try and let the game go a bit more, but you've actually got to see it to to believe it. So you think it's it's happening? Yeah, I think it's definitely happening. I think they're... Um, you know, obviously they are penalising some incidents, but I think a lot of the time the referees um, want the game to flow and, and, and let teams get in that arm wrestle of fatigue And because obviously with penalties you get a lot of stoppages and, um, you know, it's a bit of a stop-start game. So I, I think it's been really good the first two rounds. Do you think that's something the fans will enjoy too? Yeah, definitely Definitely bringing the fatigue factor. There's going to be more tries scored. So, yeah, and everyone wants to see the tries and the, the flair. So, um, yeah, de- that'll definitely bring that and yeah, really break the game open. Now, I want to play a piece of audio for you here. Rav, thank you for your call. I just want to play this and then just get a bit more of an explanation, if you could, please. Also, there's some uh, very interesting correspondence on Twitter coming through about Shandor Earl photos that I'll, <laughs> I'll t- tell you about very shortly. But take a listen to this. Tough team to play and... Um, you know, a few of other boys who are interested in politics like Sully and, and Marion had a good chance to actually go see the Parliament House. So it was a good away trip for us and, uh, yeah, good to get the win. That was the voice of one Christian Welch. <laughs> Explain, please. Yeah, well, we played, obviously, in Canberra, the, the nation's capital. And, You're a nerd, mate. Um, a couple of our Islander boys, Sully Asifunavalu, is, he's actually a massive, massive fan of Australian politics. <laughs> uh, and Marion Seve, so the boys... Um, a few of the other boys went for some beers at the infamous uh, Mooseheads nightclub after the game, but um, a few of those guys were actually caught getting the minibus and, and headed up to you know Parliament Hill. So, you know, each of their own, and I think it's great having those characters in our game. Isn't that just remarkable? I, w- I mean, you just you would never have pictured that, Joe, would you? Yeah. God no. 
Do you know what I'm impressed most with? That you did that with a straight face the whole way through yeah, there. It's like he's rehearsed it. Yeah. Had you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He was practicing the car on the way here. <laughs> ben from Mount Martha uh, asking off the text, can you ask the boys what they think Billy Slater, see Billy's, Billy's no, a common Billy. theme, what Billy Slater will bring to his role at the St Kilda footy club this year in the AFL? Oh, um, yeah, definitely probably his leadership skills and his, um, as I said before, like his professionalism as well, the way he prepares for games and, um, yeah, he's obviously his leadership qualities. So, yeah, that'll bring a lot to the Saints team. I think they think haven't been going too well the last couple of years, but no. I'm sure with him there they'll, um, yeah, yeah, work it all out. And they're a young group, aren't they, the yeah, Saints? Because so, yeah, yeah. we've got a similar program with Nick Maxwell, the, you know, the Collingwood mm. captain who he runs our leadership programs not only our senior leadership group, but our emerging leaders. So I'd imagine uh, Billy will be running a similar program and, and trying to bring through the next generation of leaders at St Kilda. And um, I, I guess it'd be just an interesting having him there, a bit of a different, um, a, a freshness um, yeah. to, to how he sees the game, how he sees leaders and how they should act. And, um, <coughs> you know, obviously his track record speaks for itself. So I think, uh, but I, I've spoken to Billy a few times and he's really impressed with St Kilda and, and their pre-season they had, how much work they get through. I think he was a bit oblivious to how much um, how much training and how hard they train. If he keeps getting injuries down there, he might have to play for them in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> he might have to strap the boots on and have a run around. More with the boys up next. We're going to drill down a little bit deeper and ask some questions that are completely unrelated to the sport. We'll do that very shortly as well. We are the storm from Melbourne Town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the storm This is the Melbourne Storm Hour here on SEN, the Purple Army's building for 2019. Melbourne, you're our city and we are your club. Any four Melbourne Storm home games for only 99 bucks, call 1300 Storms now and be Melbourne proud in 2019. Christian Welts, Joe Stimson in the studio. We're about to go through some pocket profiles and learn a little bit more about both of you, but a couple of uh, texts as well that we'll want to work through and... Off Twitter as well, we put the call out there and said, if you're interested in seeing a picture of Shanda Earl with foils on, uh, foils in his hair, then please let us know. Multiple responses coming through very, very quickly that the people want to see this. So how does this happen? Is this going to go on one of your Twitter accounts or how are we going to best manage this? Christian. <laughs> I'm a pretty uh, thoughtful guy, so I mean, if Chandler comes grovelling to me on Twitter publicly, um, I might <laughs> withhold the photo. So, uh, you know, we'll talk, Chandler. So he's got to suck up to you, basically, does he? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like he does normally at training. A so. <laughs> uh, couple of texts to work through. Just a quick one from Gary in Nearham South. Says, boys, I'm a Ruse supporter in the AFL, but I love the Storm and I've been following since 1999. Keep it up. And that sort of... That always talks to that attitude that, that Storm have always had, that, you know, we're not here trying to steal anyone away from, from AFL or anything. We just want you to, if you're going to have an NRL team, that you just make sure that it's us, basically. Yeah, I think um, I think that's the great thing about Melbourne. It's not, you know, if you go for the Storm, you can't barrack for uh, Collingwood or an AFL team. And mm. I think that's one of our great strengths is, um, you know, working within and, and around the AFL. And I think our NRL, our head body, probably missed a jump a few times with... Um, I think we played a preliminary final last year at the same time. There was a game across the road at yes. the G with, uh, I think it was Collingwood and Richmond, yeah. which wasn't too smart. So um, I certainly know we've got a lot of uh, Storm fans who obviously are AFL diehards and, um, you know, we really appreciate the support. And I think uh, I think Melbourne in general just love sport and I think they like good sport and good quality and, and the successful teams. And I think 
we've been blessed to have a bit of success and, and they've certainly gotten behind us. Jeff's asking off Twitter, uh, off the text as well, sorry. Two rounds in, this is to both of you, which teams look the biggest threats in 2019? Um, I think South Sydney. South Sydney, they've... Um They've played really well, I think. Like their their shape that they've been throwing and the way they've been executing has been really impressive. And um, yeah, and who else? Um, Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, well, there's four undefeated yeah, at this yeah, stage, yeah. you included. So yeah, the, yeah. Ti- the Tigers as well have been a bit of a um, not a shock, but surprise that they're up the top. But they're playing some good footy as well and they're playing really confidently. So. Yeah, hopefully they can keep that form up. It's only early doors, isn't it? Only early. Everyone's still working themselves out. Yeah. Ken from Brighton says, great to listen to these two blokes. They're obviously teaching them well at the Storm. Good knowledge. Well spoken. So you've uh, you won a new fan over there in Ken. Oh, Thanks, Ken, Ken. Ken said he's a, he's a high school uh, principal too. So there oh, you go. Geez, Ken. Uh, good about more highfalutin sort of listeners. <laughs> um, Paul says, wondering if any of the new recruits are making a challenge to Stimo's claim to best looking bloke at the club. That's that's not your claim, is it? That's definitely not his claim. I'll take it, but I'd just like I'll to clarify. I'll take it. <clears throat> I think it's probably from Christian or someone. But, uh, um, back in the you. day, we actually. Um, had a trivia oh, night on one of our weekends off, and there was a few beers involved, and, <laughs> and there was an external trivia company that was brought in this to run the night. Liar. Yes. Um, and I actually went and spoke to the guy. They said, you know, who's the best-looking bloke at the Storm? And um, the guy said he actually went to the Emerson on Friday night and <laughs> interviewed some of the young ladies. Uh, and obviously we had Cooper Cronk, who's a good-looking rooster, a bit of a bent nose. Uh, he came in at one. Um, Christian Welch came in at two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so, Chase Blair come in at three. Like, yeah, Ch- Blair is not top three. Blair is bit of a he's bit of a rough lid. Yeah, he's really battling, but he's got a loving uh, a loving wife and and some two kids. So good on you, Blair, if you're out there listening. I, I'm, I to be honest, I, I sort of couldn't get past the um the fact that you sort of just dropped your your own name in there yeah. at number two, he's, Christian Welch. He's, he's extremely humble. He's obviously made that story up. <laughs> His lovely mother, Linny, has probably voted multiple times for him. Mm. So. Speaking of mothers, any correspondence from yours about the tattoo at this stage? No, no. Mum hasn't texted me yet, so she'll probably call me after this segment's over. So wish me luck, guys. You've got away with it so far. Hopefully. The hour is not done yet. Also off the text, uh, on a serious note, uh, Welch appears to have changed his running style since returning from his injury. Was this a deliberate change made during rehab? No. Yeah. (laughs) Um, oh, I don't look too good running the ball anyway, so I'm not sure if it's a positive <laughs> or a negative comment. So uh, Just take it as a positive. Yeah, I'll take it as a positive. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Righto. Time to put one of you two under the hammer. The other will go under the hammer on the other side of the break. Joe, we're starting with you. Alrighty. I like the way straight away you just tried to palm it to <laughs> Christian. That is not happening. Um, greatest individual effort that you have seen on a footy field? Um, would have to be Josh Adokar's try against um, the Warriors where he ran the length. I liked how he uh, took on Roger Tuovashashek and absolutely left him in the dust. That was pretty impressive. Nickname? Stimo. Stimo, nothing. Joey. Slop dog. Slop dog. <laughs> uh, a player from another team who you would love to play with? <laughs> um, probably uh, Boy Cordner. Yeah, I rate him as a player. It's actually a bit gross how much he uh, he's infatuated with Boyd Cordner. <laughs> Too much? It, it's yeah. borderline. Do you know what I love here is that this is Joe's pocket profile. No, no, no. You, you can't help well, this, this is not your show, mate. It's this is everyone's. No, no, I'm, I'm enjoying it because we get uh, the, the multiple levels of commentary <laughs> here. Uh, Favourite commentator in the game? Vossi. Mm. Don't mind Vossi. Yeah, he's a star. Yeah, he's good. Favourite meal the night before a game? Um, Pizza. Pasta. 
Yeah. Both or one or uh, both. Load up, do you? Yeah. yeah don't but, like when you say both, are we talking like? Oh, uh, not like not like a big one, but like maybe like like a medium meat lovers and a small cabanara. It's a decent feed. <laughs> oh, Christian, you got something else, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Christian, do you, do you want to add anything no. to that? Oh. No comment. Yeah, I think that's probably his entree <laughs> for the big boy. Bulking. Which, which teammate should appear on the next series of The Bachelor? Well, well, Christian, definitely. He's struggling in the ladies' department, to be honest. So any single ladies out there, Christian is single. <laughs> single ladies out there listening to SCN, uh, g'day. Yeah, so yeah, Christian, for sure. He loves, him, loves himself a little bit, so he'd, look good on, he'd be good on that. Which teammate is most likely to succeed after footy? Um. Oh, there's, there's plenty. There's plenty of boys that. Um, well, obviously everyone will succeed, but oh, geez, that's a tough one. Actually, I'm gonna have to say Sand Oil's pretty pretty set up with his F45 business. He's got businesses everywhere, yeah. doesn't he? Um, favorite animal. Um. Oh, jeez, don't even thought of that. Uh, probably a crop lion. A lion. A lion. <laughs> got, no got, one at, got one at home, do you? Or just in the apartment there? <laughs> if you won the lottery, what's the first thing you would buy? Um, a farm. A farm? Yep. Love me country. Anything in particular on the farm? Sheep. Sheep, yeah. Yep. Favourite holiday destination? Um, I liked Hamilton Island, actually. Hamilton Island was really nice. Dream job if you weren't a footballer? Um, commentator. Commentator. That looks seems pretty fun. Jeez, we're in trouble here. Look yeah. out. Uh, and lastly, if you had one talent that you don't have now that you wish you had, what would it be? To sing, actually. I'd love to, actually no dance. I'd rather dance, I think. What if you could do one both? Talent. What if you could yeah, be Yeah, if I could do both, like that'd a be good. Double threat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dale Fanu can reckon he can sing. So. <laughs> yeah. Joe, I reckon you passed with flying colours, Beautiful. although there was a bit of um, a bit of background, background commentary going yeah. on there as well. Christian, you're up next. Covered a fair bit of territory in this Melbourne Storm Hour tonight, haven't we? We've learned all sorts of things. We've got the boys in trouble and we're about to learn uh, a little bit more as well. Before we do that, Dave's in Brighton has been waiting patiently to have a chat to you too. G'day, Dave. G'day, Jack. How are you, mate? We're good, mate. I just got a question. Oh, I want to say I love the two boys, but they spend a lot of time sitting on the bench at the start of the game. What do they think about when they're doing that? Christian? I actually cop a lot of grief from my, my parents because uh, they reckon I could have ridden in the Tour de France the amount of, <laughs> amount of minutes I sit on that exercise bike. and um, Yeah, no, what, what do you do on the bench? It's just, it's just enjoying the boys getting to work. You know, yeah, it's the best right. seats in the house. Yeah, sure. I, I love when you're running up and down the sideline and you're, like, you're warming up and then the blokes are like, geez, you've done this a couple of times, mate, in the crowd. And you're like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I couldn't see that being much fun at yeah. an away game. But, <laughs> no. but no, just, yeah, as you said, we've got the best, we got the best seats in the house and, um, yeah, you see, it's always itching to get out there. Dave, thanks for your call. Very much appreciate it. Um, we're going to finish off tonight with Christian going under the hammer. Oh, Joe, I yeah, thought you acquitted go. yourself beautifully during Thank the you. break. Thank you very much. Christian, you're nickname, okay. please. Uh, the white rhino. Or the white dugong, as the boys <laughs> call him. Uh, so, it's a long story. Can I, can I, can I elaborate on that? Absolutely you can. Yeah. So Just take over. So, he took over yeah, your segment. So, so, this yeah. is my section, yeah. Um, the white rhino, the, the Christian's come in this ruck meeting and 
we've all just like, all oh, right, boys, you got to call me the white rhino from now on. And everyone's like, why? Because because white props are so rare. They're so rare. Like the white rhino. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, here we go. Right. Then yeah, then we, um, yeah, I went into recovery and he took his shirt off and I was like, mate, you're actually looking like a dugong. <laughs> More like a dugong yeah. than a white rhino. Uh, we're an endangered species, the, the style of prop that I am. Uh, you know, I don't look to score tries. I just look to put a bit of kick pressure on and make my tackles. And, uh, you know, these new age props, um, they're they wired a bit differently. Score tries. Um, and we've got these uh, Polynesians coming in and stealing our jobs, basically. So, um, <laughs> and they're getting bigger and bigger every year, yeah, these And they're getting bigger too. and harder to tackle. So, uh, you know, there's, there's not many of us left. Uh, greatest individual performance that you have seen on a field? Oh, on a field. Um, uh, on a field. Uh, <laughs> Your lead line try. <laughs> uh, who's? Oh, Cameron Smith. Most games he seems mm. to just do some amazing things. Yeah. A player from another team that you would love to play with? Uh, in our sport? Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably Jared Wahir Hargraves. He's a big bad man. Yeah, he's a very big bad man. Favourite commentator? Uh, Vossi. Vossi's good. Pretty popular with the players, Voss, isn't he? Yeah. Next time he comes on, I'll play him this audio. He'll love it. He'll, yeah. he'll think it's the best. Uh, favourite meal the night before a game? Uh, generally, I'll have some low fat. <laughs> you know, some steamed steam chicken. Don't and, you dare lie to the listeners. Oh, Don't mate. you dare lie to the nah, listeners, Christian Mackers. Welch. <laughs> nah, I'll probably have uh, yeah, a big blood. pasta and, um, and obviously a bit of dessert to burn off the next day. Which teammate, probably other than yourself, should appear on the next series of The Bachelor? Um, we've got Cooper Johns, a young, oh, yeah. promising little bachelor who's <laughs> the son of Matthew Johns, the great rugby ah, yeah. league player. So yeah. he's never short of a word and, um, you know, he does some good work when he goes out. Which teammate, probably best to just park that, which teammate belts out your club theme song with the most gusto? The most gusto? Um, Suli Asi Vunavalu is very loud, very <laughs> vocal in those red sheds. You can't tell the bloke to shut up. You <laughs> You could lie for Australia. This is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite animal other than the, the white rhino? <laughs> uh, the Dugan. Komodo dragon. Why? 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 Mate, they're impressive creatures. Watch the doco on YouTube. Weirdo. Is that your homework, Jay? You've got to go yeah, and watch it. Definitely I, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'll do it. I'll the way, do it. The way they kill no, their prey, they, they bite the... Don't get sucked into it. This is what he does. Watch them stalk a buffalo for three days. They clip it on the leg and then they just stalk it. It's impressive. Insane. Uh, favorite possession that you own? Favorite possession. Um, uh, I'm a very humble man. I'm oh, not a materialistic yeah. guy. You are, uh, you are just an extraordinary operator. You are. What's the first thing that you would buy if you won the lottery? Joe Stimson's farm. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Monopoly. <laughs> favorite holiday destination. Uh, we actually went on a trip to the USA um, recently, and um, Joey and a few other boys. And we, our first stop was Las Vegas, so that was Oof. that was a fantastic that was fun. Uh, holiday. Dream job if you weren't a footballer? Uh, I'd love to be a CEO of a sporting club. I'm actually a very serious guy. Joe. Yeah, it's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> he says that through gritted yeah, teeth. He's a stiff, but yeah. Uh, what scares you, Christian? Oh, what scares me? Um, not Lean being able welch. to dance, not Lean being able welch. to sing. Um, my mum. Yeah, definitely. Heights. <laughs> it's a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, and if you had one talent that you don't have currently, what do you wish that it would be? Um, 
Yeah, probably probably dancing sober. Definitely dancing. Dancing sober. Is yeah, that, I can dance after a few beers. No, you think you can. Yeah. But, I look oh, all right. Hey, boys, it's been great to have you in the studio tonight. Thanks very much. We've been absolutely inundated with people saying that they loved you on the text, so we'll have to get you back soon, I reckon. Sounds good. Yeah, thanks for having us. Good luck Thank on the you. weekend, too. You take on Penrith. That game, 7.35 for everyone tuning in who isn't headed up to watch that game at Carrington Park. You can actually watch it, of course, on Fox and cheer the boys on. Thanks again, lads, and uh, Melbourne Storm Hour. Back next week here on SEN. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.